Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Recording artist. Yes, sir. Um, I, the first, I was going to ask you initially, like, how did you get to the point where you're now, you know, like an undefeated MMA fighter just turning pro? Uh, it, so it took me a while because, I mean, even though, like, you know, I was winning, like, my first two fights, obviously, um, my first two amateur fights, last, my first one lasted 15 seconds. Then the second one lasted seven seconds. What? Yeah. You just like hit yeah. him with the, with just, the just bomb? One, we had one, one right hand, just bam, dropped him. And so then like after that, I'm like, all right, I think like uh, I knew the type of athlete that I was. So I know like if I actually put in the work, I can actually, you know, I can do something big with this. So then I just started getting comfortable with my style, started training more, learning more. And then I just grew comfortable in just fighting. And how old were you when, that, when, this, when those first two fights happened? I was freshly, I freshly turned 18. And yeah. you're like 22? No, I'm 20. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Two I'm years. 20. Yeah, I don't even, I, I turned 21 next year. Oh my God. So yeah, and I, I understand like in the fight, like these guys are starting to get younger and younger. Like they just, the UFC signed a guy who was 17, what, 17 which is crazy. That's awesome. Because I don't, I had to wait till I turned 18 because you got to get cleared by the commission. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how he did it or if he went to Mexico or something and probably that's how he did it. But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and maybe, his, I mean, to get in the Army, you have to get your parents to sign a waiver. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure your dad, well, he probably wouldn't have if you weren't ready or something. Yeah. Your father, uh, uh, Gilbert Smith. Yeah, of course. Former UFC fighter. We, I, I don't want to, like, have him shadowing you, though. Like, be okay. No, nah, I tell him all the time, man. I tell him, like, I feel like I kind of don't already have him shadowing me in my career because... I remember my fifth fight, or not my fifth fight, uh, my third fight. I was fighting a guy. His name was Bizhan Bahadori, and uh, he told me after our fight, and uh, we won all three rounds. I won a unanimous decision, but he told me after the fight, him and his coach, that they didn't even know that my that Gilbert Smith was my dad. Oh wow! And uh, I, like he was a he was a pretty tough fighter. You know, I, I fought him at a you know a higher weight class, uh, catch weight at one fifty, and uh, I just. I didn't feel as prepared that fight, so I was just I was just, I used my wrestling. Okay. And a lot of people who watched my dad, you know, he he beat a lot of guys, you know, uh, with his wrestling and with his jujitsu. So when I told him that that was my dad, they was like, "Oh dang, I should have known to you know work on my wrestling more." Do some research. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. I'm like, well, every because every fighter that I fight, like I look him up. Yeah. I look him up and I watch his last fight because they, you know, what they say, you're only as good as your last fight. Yeah. So that's what I. That's what I always do. Anytime, like the promoter gives me a fighter, like, "Hey, do you want to fight such and such?" I'll be like, "Yes, let me check him out." And yeah, let's go. And your fight, you fight at one forty-five then. One thir- uh So I started at one forty-five, and then uh, I realized I was like, "These guys are like they're a little bigger." Cause yeah, I because didn't, yeah, everybody's cutting weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I didn't have to like when I was fighting at one forty-five. I was walking around at one forty-five. Like I literally, um, I remember weighing day. I had a subway sandwich weighed in at like 144 and i was like all right that's when i was like 
maybe maybe I should go down because I, I, you know, it's working for me now. But I know later on in the road, it will, you know, those guys are gonna start getting bigger. You know, come fight night, and I'm like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not the biggest guy, but I know I'm, uh, you know. That that weight class is just not not wasn't cut for me. Yeah, I mean it's like it's not cheating to, yeah. to cut weight, but uh, if everyone else is doing it, you kind of have to do it. And some of these guys like cut thirty pounds. And yeah, shit. that's crazy. Like uh, I usually start my fight like when I get into fight camp. Like I I usually walk around like fifty two, fifty three, mm -hmm. and then that fight week I, I like to get down to one one forty five, and then. From 145 then that's when i do my my heavy cutting to 135. Oh, okay yeah okay so I, I couldn't imagine cutting 30 pounds like i it, it sucks even cutting down to uh, 35. yeah, yeah. What, so what do you just you do the sauna and yeah i do uh obviously i i uh quit eating yeah not quit eating but like i i up my protein intake and i lower you know lower the carbs and okay. everything but I still keep my sodium high so I can retain the water because what because when it comes to uh, fight week, like that final like the week before uh, that I have to get all the you know the weight off, I do water loading, and so the only way that that's gonna work is is if I retain a bunch of the water. So I start off with like probably that Sunday I start off with like two gallons of water, and then yeah, Sunday two gallons, Monday two gallons, Jeez. yeah, and then after that I start lowering it from like when uh, Wednesday a gallon. Then you go from a gallon to like, I don't know, a glass. Then from a, uh, a small or two glasses of water a day. Yeah. And then after that, you cut down to just one glass. Then that Friday, because you know, well, I fight for Fury. So Fury, they, we fight on Sunday. So that Saturday, I won't drink any water. Whoa. I won't. I won't drink anything. I won't eat anything. What are you doing? Laying I'm, there? Yeah, basically, I'm. I'm in the sauna. Resting. Yeah, I'm almost. I'm in the sauna, almost like dying. Oh my god! But um, yeah, because the weigh-ins are at nine a.m. So I basically have to. You basically have to go to sleep on weight. And a lot of times, like, there's been times where I, where I like you just can't sleep because one, you're thinking about the fight, you're thinking about your weight, you're hungry. People, yeah, you're hungry. People are you know hitting you up, you know, sending uh you know uh, good lucks and everything mm -hmm. like that, saying that they love you know you have all these things running through your mind. So you're like, uh, I don't, know. I can't really sleep. And Damn. I'm, yeah. That's t well, cause, yeah, that's tough. And there's a lot of debate on whether people should not like if they could just stop the weight cutting altogether and you just yeah fight at your natural weight. I I wish that I I wouldn't mind doing that because like, geez, like if we could fight at our natural weight, man, I feel like you know we we won't have to be putting our body through you know so much you know wear and tear, and we'll be able to focus on you know our actual like working to get better. Cause a lot of the guys who cut a lot of weight, they don't they don't do anything besides um, just think about making the weight. Mm -hmm. So that whole fight camp, they're just thinking about making the weight and not not training for their guy. And sometimes that can you know that can hinder your performance. Yeah, um, I mean a, a lot of people fast and there's there's um, like people do that just for health benefits and, yeah. and I could see the health benefit, but I don't think necessarily losing that much weight and depleting your body from all the water and stuff yeah i i i, I wouldn't lie to you like that's like because i before before i started fighting like i wrestled in high school but i that's always i want to yeah How, like, all through high school not all so actually i started wrestling when i was five years old and in my first two years like uh my first two years in high school so my uh freshman and sophomore year 
I didn't wrestle because okay. I was all like football. Okay. You know, I was, but you were in sports. Yeah, I was football. in sports. I was playing football, running track, but I didn't wrestle because I was so in tune to football. So that my junior year came and my coach, one of my football, co- yeah, one of my football coaches who was the wrestling coach, he was like, "Hey, Elijah, you wanna, you know, come out and do this duel, help us win?" Because he knew I used exactly. to wrestle. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I'll come out and wrestle. So you wrestled before though, like in middle school or yeah, whatever? Yeah, middle school, little, uh, uh, what, the little leagues. Like I, I wrestled for, uh, when I was like in elementary school, I wrestled for this little uh, wrestling club team called DTWC and it was Downtown Wrestling Club. And it was actually, uh, our practices were ran out of Palmer High School, downtown mm-hmm. Colorado. So, and a lot of those coaches, they actually coached over there in Winefield. So I got a lot of, a lot of love for those guys over there. But, um, yeah, like I started wrestling and uh, helped the guys win the duel. Then my coach, he was like, hey, you want to come do this uh, this tournament? I took second at that tournament. And I'm coming straight fresh off the couch. Like I didn't train or anything. Then he was like, Elijah, I think you could really go big with this. He was like, you should you should try to, you should come to regionals and try to make it to state. I went to regionals. I won my first, yeah, no, my, I won my first match. Then I lost my second one. So I had to wrestle back. So in, in uh, Colorado, the state of Colorado, you know, they take the top four from each uh, weight class to state. I, I uh, wrestled back for fourth place, won, and then I headed out to state. And so I did the same thing. Nice. I lost that state, but I was like, okay, next year I'm going to come back better. Yeah, because you yeah. just got off the couch. Exactly. So then that's what I did. The next year I went I went to state again, and it was a good outcome. And then uh, I didn't... Uh, I didn't get on the podium. I was one match away from getting on the podium, but then I lost. And I, I, I just remember I was like, I felt like I put everything into like my senior year of wrestling, and it kind of like dwelled on me a little bit. I was like, dang, I should have been wrestling this whole time. Maybe mm-hmm. I could have got on the podium and could have placed. And then that's when you know the MMA kind of started coming along a little bit because after that was 2020. I graduated year 2020, and obviously that's when COVID hit. So. You know, good thing, you know, the wrestling season ended before COVID hit. But because um, when they let us out of school, I, you know, there was nothing going on. So I was going to the gym more. And then I my- think I, I was going to the gym, Victory MMA. Yeah. Shout out to Victory MMA in Colorado Springs. Best gym in Colorado. Without a doubt. With the best coach, Gilbert yeah. Smith. I loved going there. And, and we must have just missed each other. Or maybe yeah. we ran into each other, but I don't recall. But I loved going there. And then, and then like, I left and then... I started hearing more about you, and I was like, hmm. And you hope he didn't just get hit. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, he's good. Just we'll leave it. Because um, that must have been when you were in school, because it was right at 2020. Yeah. And then, like, I was still, like, I was working, and then I was going to I was going to PPCC, and then I was training. And then uh, my dad, he was, I told my dad, I was like, just jokingly, I was like, man, I, I, I think I could step in the cage. I was, ah. I was like, I think I could do this. And then at first he was like taking me as a joke. He didn't take me for real. But then after I, I started getting serious, I was like, hey, yo, like, I, let's 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 try to do this. And he was, and I remember the one thing that um he told me when I lost that state. He was like, he he told me he was like, it doesn't end here. He was like, you know. You could still you could still get in the cage. That's a foundation. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad to hear that you have that wrestling background because I wasn't I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's so huge, especially from such a young age. Yeah, like and that's I think that's the number one thing that people like. I don't think a lot of my fighters really you know know about me, but like I I really don't care what they know and what they don't know. But like I I started falling in love like after my first two fights, like I said, it, it was uh 
they lasted uh they were so short i started falling in love with my hands so i was like yes. okay it's funny how wrestlers do that yeah because like there's just like justin gaethje like you don't really see justin gaethje you know really applying his wrestling like that right but everybody says like justin gaethje he's like a truck you know he'd be he'd be knocking people out like that's what he does <laughs> like he funny. has i think justin gaethje has like two two um two weapons in his arsenal his right hand and his leg kick oh right yeah yeah, yeah like nobody talks to like fighting thinks thinks about fighting justin gaethje and thinks like hey uh we're about to get into a wrestling match. yeah like they don't think of a khabib type of guy you know right which is crazy because justin gaethje he was uh he went to um uh oh yeah he's from colorado yeah, yeah i can't remember what school uh northern colorado i think it was yeah unc yeah N university of northern colorado yeah and uh yeah so that's that's kind of where i based my like fighting style i like that you're you know like didn't necessarily go to college you yeah. know and you just went straight in to the it's like kobe bryant or yeah this new kid that's 17 and or what's uh lebron yeah straight, straight into the uh, to the pros but like i said like this wasn't even like this what fighting wasn't even my initial plan like i wanted to go out and uh play football still so i wanted to go yeah i was gonna ask you like what did you what were you gonna do and i was gonna be like what were you doing so yeah. but from 18 to 20 you know you're fighting amateur just yeah. to kind of make sure this like is the, the right move exactly you don't want to well you got to test yourself and see see what the water's like you know the temperature or whatever yes yeah, so, like it it kind of uh, like i said i wasn't even supposed to be in this position but i'm glad it happened because my, my initial plan was to go out to uh california to this to this little juco to go play football because football was still at my heart and uh when COVID hit and it knocked everything down i'm like it kind of made me sit back and think like okay i gotta figure something out like i, I still want to like i it's hard to be an athlete and like somebody tell you like you can't go out and compete yeah so it's like all i've been doing all my life is competing whether it's in wrestling jiu-jitsu tournaments football Whoa. um track you know whatever whatever it was like i was so used to you know being competitive right. so when COVID hit and it said everything was like shut down i'm like where the do universe kind of like yeah it's just like yeah. like where do i go from from here mm -hmm. so then again like uh wyoming was the only place that was open like you could walk freely up there without a mask you didn't need the uh the, the vaccine shot you can just go in take a you you, you had to take like a COVID test like i I'm a pure blood. Just yeah, kidding. yeah. <laughs> just kidding. So, um, yeah, we went up to to Wyoming and the, the two fights. My first two fights went crazy, and uh, from there we just that's where I made my decision. I was like, okay, granted this this isn't what I planned, but I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm enjoying it, and not only am I enjoying it, but I'm you know I'm having su success with it. Mm -hmm. So like, why stop the train now? Yeah, and um, so you, you just signed with Fury, which is great. Yeah. Sheath works with Fury. We sponsor Fury for the next, you know, through yeah. 2023. And that's really cool that you're going to be working or, you know, fighting with them. Are you having a hard time finding fights? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, is it up to them? No, no, they're doing any, everything in their power to find us fights. Um, it's just the, uh, I was having the same problem when I was an amateur. Mm -hmm. Um 
you know, you start you start winning mm-hmm. in the fashion that you're winning that I was winning at. People are like, um, yeah, they want to yeah, pad the yeah, record. Yeah, they don't they're wanna... like, I'm a, I, I want to stay away from him. Which I'm not. I'm not hating on anybody for doing it. You know, I understand mm-hmm. why. But um, I, I definitely thought though when I turned pro, and I uh, and I got my first win, I thought there would be more people. You know, probably trying to gun for me. I mean, we've had uh, four po- four opponents. Uh, three of them turned me down. And then one of the opponents that they had was uh, they wanted me to fight him at 145. But I was like, I'm not chasing anybody. I'm not going up to anybody. I'm like, if he wants to do a catch weight at 140, we can do it. But mm-hmm. if not, then then whatever. So I was trying to get a fight for October 6th and October 30th. And uh, those two, like like I said, October 6th, they said that they was booked up and they couldn't find me an opponent for October 30th. And not to mention my dad, you know, he's he's about to have his second child. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're the you're his only child as of right now. Yeah, until... his only like blood, blood. Like, right, right, yeah. right, right. Because I have two older sisters, but he, my dad he took care of him as if like he was there was you know his, his own. Right. So um, but yeah, so we couldn't have a fight in November because you know it was too close to the uh-huh. due date. So they told us like maybe they can get us in uh, on a card for December. And it kind of hurt because I didn't want to take off that long lay layover like I already had. Like before my pro debut, my last match or my last fight was in uh, March. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't really like stopping when I when I feel like I can keep going. Like mm-hmm. if I'm healthy, I always said if I'm healthy and I'm winning, why am I stopping? Like well, but like Cowboy, for instance, Cowboy Cerrone, he always he just like would take fight after fight after fight, and it can wear on you. And I think there's something positive. For- you know, not yeah. to contradict you, but to taking time off and letting your body just grow and build and recuperate. And you yeah. didn't take any damage, yeah. though. So there's that. That that, I mean, and not only that, but, like, I also wanted to, like, I wanted to start building up my record. Yes. You know, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, there is, I don't want, I feel like there's guys, like, that's passing me that I know uh-huh. that I can beat. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm a, I, I guess I got to sit back and chill and just wait for my moment, you know, for my moment to come. But I'm like, there's a lot of these fighters that I just look and I'm like, who probably have what, you know, a higher, you know, way more fights than I do. But I'm like, I know I can, I can go out there and beat those guys. Would you like to go on the, the show, the ultimate fighter, like your dad did? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just if, thought uh, of yeah, that. I don't know if I could do the ultimate fighter. Like if I did the ultimate fighter, it would have to be at like 145. Cause oh. I, yeah. Cause I couldn't, I, I couldn't, uh, maintain that weight. Yeah. Maintain, keep maintaining that weight. Keep making that weight for what? Six weeks. No. What's no. that other show that he does Tuesday night? Day the, the contender series, Continue. not a contender series. Now you talk about the contender series. Now that's that, that'd be something I would really like to like to get into. But the only problem is I have to build my record. Okay. Yeah. So the more that, that's why that 70 year old kid, he had, he was like, Six and zero or something. Shit. I'm like six and zero. How's he got like, six fights already? Like yo, like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't know where he got the. Like I feel like he had to go is to it like Bo Burnham or something or Bo something or is that? Do you know his name? Oh no, that you're talking about Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel. Yeah. He's the one that he's that collegian wrestler. But the 17 year old, he's the like uh, his name starts with an R. I can't remember his name, but yeah, everybody like. They're, they they like that. Kid. That's hype. Yeah, I mean that's just it's good for promotional, you yeah. know, whatever. My only thing, yeah, my only thing is I couldn't imagine what I'd do if I if I'm 17 and I just made like, let's say you know, arguably he probably made 12 and 12, so he probably walked home with 24. So like 
I couldn't imagine making that money in one night as a 17-year-old. Right. And that's like, like that's the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to making money in the fight game. But to me, that I'm like, shoot, I don't have I don't have twenty four thousand. Uh, I don't have twenty four thousand in the bank. So I would like I, I would like that kind of that kind of payday. Yeah, but, I mean that. Yeah, it's and you get sponsors. Yeah, exactly. And I I, I can only imagine how many you know uh, sponsorships he accumulated throughout that time because like this is like that that's pretty big for a seventy year old to be in the UFC. Mm-hmm. That's unheard of. Yeah, I remember like there was a time where Dana White he didn't want anybody who was like who was under 25 yeah exactly yeah he thought like they was too young they were inex- inexperienced like they needed more work <laughs> i'm not checking my tweets i i, I, no. talk, I talked to your dad earlier and i was just <clears throat> you know he you were talking about he, he's about to have his uh second kid and, yeah and he, he was like what does it feel like to be uh, you know the, the older brother uh, you know it's it's such yeah. a wide gap between I always, you know, growing up, I always wanted to, wanted to have a little brother. Yeah. Um, just because my, like, I grew up with two older sisters, you know, uh, I love them, but like a lot of the stuff that I had to figure out, I had to figure out on my own mm-hmm. or I had to figure out from my, from my dad. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't be like, I couldn't go to like school and be like, Hey, yo, I'm gonna go get my, you know, if you keep messing with me, I'm gonna go get my sister. Yeah. Like, I, like, like yeah, I couldn't do that, but I was, and also like. They wasn't, uh, my oldest sister, she was, she was into cheerleading and stuff like that. But like none of my sisters, they was really big into, you know, like sports sports like that, which is cool. But like, I always told myself, like, if I were, if I were to have a little brother, I would do, like, I want to do the things that I wish somebody would have done with me or my siblings would have done with me. Not, not, you know, knocking them down. Cause I mean, we had great, don't get me wrong. We had great times, Mm -hmm. but there was like. Like, I feel like if I had that older brother to come to, hey, yo, Elijah, come on. We about to go hit the field. We about to go get some footwork in. Or we're about to go to the gym. We're about to go lift. Like, how much better? I mean, I had my dad, like I said, but like. He's such a yeah. good, like, mental yeah. coach, too. But to have that bond with somebody, you know, like, I don't know. It just it just gives off a different feel, like a different vibe to know that somebody is, like, looking up to you. Yeah. And like, I always. Yeah. same blood and in the dad and yeah like a dad relationship as opposed to a brother or you know yeah uh, fraternal whatever relationship i have a younger brother he's 13 years younger he's going to be editing this yeah and uh you know i was reading all these books about success and and like bending the universe to your will and like attitude of gratitude all these success principles and he was so young yeah. and i was like feeding him what I was learning, yeah, and he took like the ball and ran with it. So that is, to speak. yeah. See, that's that that's like, that's my goal. Like, if I can give you, you know, a head start, mm-hmm. you know, that I want to be able to, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah, I want to be able to be like, yeah, you see me, now look at my little brother. Hell yeah, like like, like Nick like, and Nate Diaz. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Like yeah. like they're like that type of bond right there is like yeah. something that I would like to have. That's really cool. Yeah. I, it, it, yeah, well, so it's, it's, he's due and is it, a, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? Boy. Yeah. Okay. So you got, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I don't have any sisters, but I have my little brother and you've already told me some of this stuff. I don't, I hate looking at notes, but we're I'm looking at them anyways, just because nah, I don't want to miss like anything. That. Um, all right. That, see a lot of this stuff I came up with myself, but he was really helpful. Question. I know, and I want to, 
get to your music, yeah. you know, but how do you, is that, what is the music, like making music to you? How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, like before, before like sports even came around, like that was like my number one passion. Like, and it, it's still up there. It's mm -hmm. still up there with, with one of my top passions. Like it gives me a, it gives me an opportunity to really express myself in a different way that doesn't have to be violent, you know? Where, like, um, a lot of people, they see me and, like, they think of me as, like, you know, being a fighter and stuff like that. They're yeah, like, just, like, physical and yeah, not mental. Maybe. exactly. And yeah. it, not only that, but, like, it just, it chills me out, you know? It, it's nothing like being able to create something, something great, and you're like, yo, like, I really, like, this is, like, I can do this again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going to the studio, like I was paying for, you know, studio time and stuff like that. But then I started getting into like, I'm like, why, why am I having, why am I paying somebody else, you know, to, you know, engineer my music when I can learn, when I, I know I can learn this by myself. So like, or so you're like mixing it up too. Yeah. Like, okay. uh, cause I mean, he's rap, you rap, your rapper, Shakur Debag yeah. too on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like. All that stuff, I like. I I, I still have music from guys who who've engineered my my songs before, but I most of these songs, like newer songs that I've been making, like I've been doing my I've been doing myself. Like my uh, latest single that I put out, um, it's called Wasting Time, that I actually dropped with my girlfriend. Like I that was that was a crazy, cause that was my first time ever recording somebody, so I was kind of like nervous and to see like what the feel was coming out. But when the final you know the final product came out. I was like, this song is actually like I, I was proud of myself. You Hell know? yeah! But like, it's all, but music is just the way that that I can escape like reality, you know, the world, you know, and just be in my own space, you know, be free. I don't have to worry about people judging me, you know, because if I like it, exactly. If I like it, why why should I care if you don't like it? So I'm gonna put it out anyway. So it's either you're gonna like it or you're gonna love it. Yeah, and if you're not lying to yourself, you'll. Other people are gonna like it, yeah. Exactly. Because if you'll know it's good, if you're not like eh, it's all right or whatever, or because that's how I was with Sheath. I had people kind of like, "Do you really think that it's is gonna be successful?" And I had like no doubt in my mind that I lo I liked it, I loved it, yeah. and if I like it and love it, then there's an audience out there because we're all not that different. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I'm like. And there's no better feeling than when you put out something and then somebody's like, yo, like they appreciate it. And it's like, okay. Especially like a lot like that. I can't tell you how many times like my friends, they'll send me like videos of them like listening to my music. You know, I have pe random people on Instagram texting me like, hey, yo, like I really like your song. Like, or they're asking me like, when are you going to drop, you know, more music? So they're like really interested in, in what I'm doing, not just in the in the cage but also you know musically so like i i love it man i love it like i have a little setup at the house you know sometimes you know my dad and, and then they try to can you turn down a little bit can you have headphones i'm like why like you don't want to hear this great creation <laughs> i just made but no nah, like they they give me time to or give me my space to you know record and and do all that fun express stuff. yourself yeah, yeah exactly it's so good for you and they stay they, they they be intrigued with it too. They super like super supportive. Yeah. He sent me he sent me the latest post. I yeah. don't get on social too much, but and I was I liked both of them. 
oh yeah it's option it's like which one should i release next option a or option b yeah so like i the the option a was the regular version so the song that that i will be dropping here soon is called distance so that's the song we're talking about mm -hmm. and uh but for some reason like when i put it on the files on my computer it like it like knocked it down like a few octaves and slowed it down and when i heard it i was like I don't know. I was like, it's kind of vibe. Like it's a chill like vibe. And it like when it when they knocked down a few octaves, it gave it like to me, it gave it like a little bit of more. Uh, it felt more sincere. But I also do like the original version because the original version like I don't know. I like the up tempo. You know, makes me feel. It gets me going. It makes me feel motivated. That's the one thing about like being an artist and being like any and also being a producer. Like you'll uh, start to see like you'll listen to your song like whatever song that you make you'll listen to it oh, over and yeah. over and over and over just to see like is there anything that i can do to make this f like you always feel like you can do something better mm -hmm. so that's like my pops he gets on me about like you know why haven't you released any music i'm like yo it's like really like i'm really picky about like my songs like i, I have to go back into them like listen to them over and over like i still have songs from like last year from my oracle in like 2020 i just haven't released because i'm like i feel like i will get back to them but it's like i have to keep listening to them over and over again and i'll even send them out to some of my friends like hey uh, if you guys have any input let me know that's like i'm not afraid of uh, yeah constructive criticism yeah exactly i'm not afraid of that like i will never be mad if somebody told me hey i don't really like don't get me wrong like if you're dissing on me i will be like okay i'm not listening to you <laughs> but if you come to me be like hey i don't like the i don't like the way how like i feel like you can hit that note a little better or there i you think go. you could change like this i'm like okay yeah, I, add a suggestion if yeah. you're going to criticize like what should i do better then don't yeah. just say this sucks say like or, this part is could be yeah. better if you did this or something or the number one thing that i i don't hate you know but like i like i really do like when people give me genuine feedback mm -hmm. like if i send you a song that i haven't released yet and you tell me uh yeah that that's hard or that sounds good i'm like well thank you i thought the same thing too but i want to like if you can go into depth like what do you like or tell me like what do you like about it or what what part did you like the most or something like that like that's that's what uh that's what i like the best what i find is I never, well, for me, I, I never ask people if they like it or because I don't want to like necessarily put them on the spot. Yeah. But if they don't say anything, it might mean they don't like it. And if they do say something, they'll be like, dude, this is fire or whatever. And, and yeah. so uh, I don't, that's just something I've learned about Sheath because it's like, <laughs> they'll tell me if they like it. And if they don't say anything, then they're probably maybe. Yeah, they're probably. They'd probably be quiet. Like, they're like ambivalent, or maybe it's not great. Maybe it's it's okay, but it's not. They're not gonna go out of their way to give you a compliment. Yeah. But if if like the what I heard, you know, it was just a short clip earlier. But I was like, this is this is legit. Yeah. Compare. I mean, and I've only heard a, like another one of your songs, and to me, this sounds like you're kind of leveling up. Yeah. Like I feel like with every song, like I feel like I'm getting better and better, and like it's it's funny when when you tell like. Of people that you're that's what I don't like to I don't like to tell people I'm a rapper yeah I like to tell people I'm an artist nice the reason why is because like I feel like when you tell people that you're a rapper you're so one-dimensional yeah it makes it seem put in like a category yeah like gangster rap or something, yeah like maybe. I don't want to be put in that category I want to be putting an artist so like 
Like Kanye? Is that a weird? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, like like you can hear like or like Drake cuz yeah, like like you can hear Drake, yeah, Drake he can go from I don't know doing some EDM music to some R&B love songs yep. music then to dropping some hard like hip hop rap songs. Mm-hmm. So like I, I I that's how I like to base my style off of like I don't want to be just one dimensional. I want to be able to show y'all like I can do every single category if you guys give me the instrumental. Like if you get you give beat. me any instrumental and oh, I'll figure yeah. out something to to work around. That's it. so important. Yeah, because like, I could even maybe flow if I had a good beat. Yeah, exactly. I, think I had a dream I was flowing last night or something. <laughs> I've been having crazy dreams this month because I I've been smoking weed like for the last ten years and, bef- and yeah. since I've been out of the army and then before I was in the army it was just kind of like a you know. A cultural thing or whatever my friends did and we grew up i grew up doing but i i'm on i'm doing this sober october and so just stopping it really (coughs) it um you just start having wild ass dreams i was like in africa last night yeah Yeah. i was in and then um fuck uh, mighty mouse i was (laughs) hanging out with mighty mouse and he we i i and i was like third person i couldn't see like I wasn't him and I wasn't, I don't even know if I was with him, but he got out of this car and this is so unlike him. Cause he's like plays video games and shit. Yeah. And he fucking like shot this dude like <laughs> in the car next door. And he, and like, then you see all this blood. This is so random. He said, yo, what is going on? Yeah. And then he shot him again to make sure he was dead. And then I think I woke up. I was yeah. like, I've been having wild ass dreams that I'll tell you this one real quick. I'm sorry. I have to do this now because it, no, I'd be having wild dreams too. Really? Yeah. The main dreams that I don't know why, for some reason I keep, I don't know this, if this is a sign or something that I'm, that I'm going to have dentures or something, but I keep having dreams of my teeth falling out or like I'm breaking my teeth. I don't know why that is like, it's like a nightmare. You should look that up. No, I think there is something. Uh, there, there's different meanings behind different dreams and stuff. I yeah. think he's just chewing on something. Oh, he's he's yeah. good. We got this cute little puppy here. What's his name? Tyson. Tyson. Yeah, nine weeks old. I'm gonna show him. Yeah. There he is. Look at this little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little Maltese. He he he's a real chill dog. Like for a puppy, like he does chill. I mean, obviously he does. I, he's just teething. Yeah, he just so yeah. But other than that. You're a good boy. Yeah. Yes, he is. But yeah, like those, like those dreams, like just be so crazy. But what was that dream you about? To- well, so I'm at this party and I'm walking through the living room and you see, you see Conor McGregor passed out <laughs> on the couch. He's wearing like this purple suit, as you you know, yeah, one of his suits. Yeah, sounds like Conor McGregor. And he and he's wearing these Gucci slides and he's just passed out. And I and I had to, I had a poker game that night in reality. So, and then in my dream, I was like, oh shit, I got to get to the poker <laughs> game. So I, I was leaving and I just got this new truck out here and um, I'm, re- I'm rushing to the poker match. And then all of a sudden, all the traffic in front of me like was stopped. And I was like, hmm. I slammed on the brakes and I like fishtailed and I wrecked the back of my car. I was fine, but you know, I couldn't drive it anymore. Yeah. So I get out of the truck. I go to the one house that's right you know, on, on the side of the road. And I look through the window and there's James Krause. He's like putting, uh, like fishing lures together. And he's like, Jeez. yeah, I'm about to go fishing. It's so weird. And I'm so like, why do I keep like, what is going on? Yeah. It's like, it's so weird. Ain't it crazy that, that like these dreams that you're having, you have like 
Wait, you've had Mighty Mouse, then you had Conor McGregor, and you had James Krause. Like, what? I know. <laughs> like, it's like, why am I dreaming of these like guys? These, uh, these fighters. I do love the UFC, and I love one of the main things I love about it, and just fighting in general, is like, you can't really see, like, this dude on the bottom corner, yeah. he's just like, that, that moment when you win is, I think, like the pinnacle almost of life when you. I don't know that yeah. I've never experienced it. I made I made a post the other day and uh I was I was saying that like a lot of people don't understand like the process that that MMA fighters go through especially you know at the UFC level like like I I feel like uh when Kamar Usman said like he had this weight lifted off his shoulders mm -hmm. because like you got to think like you you're you understand that you're about to go into a legit fist fight to where you can possibly really get hurt, get knocked out or something, something crazy, break break bones or something like that. So, you know, I made the post and it, it said, like, uh, I was saying, fighters, they go in, you know, I've been scared, nervous, you know, palms sweaty, you know, thinking about the weight cut, thinking about the fight. You can't sleep the night before. Yeah, you can't sleep. Um, you're scared to let people down, mm -hmm. you know. A lot scared, of Yeah, I... I asked my, you know, I, I asked my mom and my sisters, you know, even my girlfriend, I asked them, like, how would y'all feel seeing me knocked out? Because I know that that's a reality, like, that's something that really, that that can happen yeah. on any given night. That It I, might that be I step, 20 years from now yeah. when you're, when you should have retired already, yeah. but yeah. Like, I, I asked them, like, how, how would y'all feel? And they, like, a lot of people, like some of my friends, they're like, "Yo, I'll probably hop in and hop in the cage and fight the guy too." But uh, my family, they're just like, "I don't, I don't, they, I don't, I don't know think how about to, it." Yeah, they don't think about it at all, and I'm like, "Cause yeah. you don't want to think about it." Like, I mean, they don't want to think about it. Yeah, probably. I always, I always think about it because I'm like, "Yo, like, I, I'm human. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that. I'm no, I'm not Superman. You know, I'm, I don't have superpowers. I don't, you know." I know I have a good chin, but anybody can get knocked out even with a good chin. So I mean, those are things like that that run through fighters' heads, and and like when you when you go into a fight and you win and you get your hand raised, like you feel like you're on top of the world. Like you you feel like everything that you just worked for for the last like two months, sometimes people three months, you know, depending on how you know what, long the camp is yeah. or whatever. You know, just to plus go, all the work, ex, all your whole life. Exactly, like every fight is like, every fight is a must win. Like every, especially when you're undefeated. Yeah, every fight is a must win. Like you see guys who like, who probably are on, are on the cusp of getting signed to the UFC, and they lose a fight, and now they gotta, they almost gotta restart. Build your way back. Yeah, up. they gotta build it like that. That sometimes in itself cannot, you know make people look like stop fighting mm -hmm. like that's that's almost kind of how my like my dad felt like when he was fighting uh he actually fought uh the guy uh his name is chitty kawanji he actually just uh fought like a couple of weeks ago oh he's still fighting yeah yeah in the ufc he was the one that uh robocop he, he oh get, yeah, yeah he, i saw that fight. yeah he was the one that that made that come he, that other dude was winning yeah and then yeah. robocop came back and won yeah my dad fought, fought that guy that who, who was winning at the world arena and uh, my, I think my dad, he was on a, like, a, I want to say like two fight win streak maybe. But um, like after he lost that fight, like it almost felt like it, like I could just feel in his body, like it felt like he was like about to just like, mm. 
I have to restart it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was that was a hard one. It's Calm like down. depressing. Um, did did Kevin Holland really retire after that last loss? Because that nah, what you said. He, made... actually, he actually, I think they just signed like a uh, he signed a fight to uh, fight uh, Wonder Boy. Oh, that'll be a good fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you don't have to fight a wrestler, so you don't have to worry about that. I love Kevin Holland, and we I had I pictures too. of him wearing our hat. He was so cool. We've uh, I don't think we've talked, but we've messaged back and forth and. He has such a positive attitude. He's like yeah. fucking saving people's lives. Yeah, and he's shit. like freaking the modern day Batman. Yeah, but I, you know, what's crazy. He, he's actually, a, I think, he's a black belt in jujitsu, mm-hmm. which is like crazy. I'm like, yo, like that's one thing. It's I his don't, wrestling though. He doesn't. That, have. That's one thing I don't understand. Even like with with, with uh, fighters like Mackenzie Dern, like mm-hmm. her wrestling is garbage. Yeah, like I think the UFC said uh, her last fight she had a nine percent takedown rate. Like nine percent, and you're like you're a fucking wizard. Belt. Yeah. Like, how is it that your your jujitsu is so good that you don't have no wrestling? Like, like it, 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 that that baffles my mind. Like, there has to like, if you want to get this fight to the ground and and you want to play it your game, why not work on? Taking, yeah, well, yeah, like you got to be versatile. It's not, it's mixed martial yeah. arts. It's not jujitsu. Like, yeah. Cause I remember like my dad, I think he's when, uh, he's in that same range, isn't he? Yeah. He was, uh, he fought at 170, but he was like cutting from like 205, I think maybe 210. Do you think you'll grow into that frame or, or do you think, nah, I don't, I don't, I think I'll still be like a, you know, smaller guy. Okay. Like, uh, Cause he used to back back in the day. I mean, I think he he said he used to like bodybuild, like lift. That's why he's so like. Bulky. He's always jacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like I've heard that all my life. Oh my god, your dad's so big. Like your dad is jacked. I'll be like, yeah. That Family yeah. Matters post that he did <laughs> the other day was so funny. Where he was like all the different coaches. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's all of them. He's all of them, and like he's always like the one who wants to train. The one who who think he who thinks he still got it. I'll be uh, like, you know, I'll be telling him, I'll be like, you ain't got it no more. You're a step too slow. Um, he's always the the motivating one, the the happy go lucky one. He's always he's the serious. He gets serious at times, you know. And that's just that. I feel like all of those like coaching styles that he put in that video that they're all him. That's funny. He, <clears throat> the one who's shirtless. That I'm yeah. like, oh, that, for I'm sure. Like, yeah, that that one. He he put that one in mainly for him, for sure. <laughs> he, I mean, at his age, I think him and I are about the same age, and he's he's being still being so jacked is is impressive. He's about to be forty one. Okay, I'm yeah. forty four. And then my actually my mother's birthday is today. She's a uh, forty four. I want to say. Oh, nice. That's yeah, how I am. still, how yeah. Old I am. Still active in the gym, still doing what she does, and it's crazy. Like, so you got the genetics, you know, to to do what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for you know, and having him. And I mean, like when I, I felt I, we've had three podcasts, him and I, and the first one was probably one of the best ones because he and he was just spitting fucking knowledge about like success, the mental state you have to have to get. Yeah. To the top and i know he didn't necessarily make it to the top but he made it to the top from here i think he made it i think coming from where where he come from you know new jersey you know uh newark uh from where he started to where he got to to me i mean that's 
he made it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he made it, and you couldn't. If I was in his position, I'd be like, you couldn't tell me otherwise. No, I I have nothing but respect yeah. for what he's done and built in his gym and all the people. Now he's coaching people and, yeah. and giving and, back. And like he has like now what uh, four pro fighters now. Hopefully we're having a his uh, first female fighter here coming coming here soon. She's looking good, but we're just you know just waiting for her perfect time and you know to come. Which is I always thought like I don't know why there isn't more. Uh, more fe- I wish I was a female fighter because it's I feel like it's a lot easier for yeah me. there's less of a pool yeah there's way less of a pool I mean like the ultimate fighter those females that are on the ultimate fighter what they had like I think their records was like maybe five and oh maybe some less like yeah, three and oh or whatever. yeah I think the best girl that or the, the girl that had the most uh fights I think she only had 12 yeah but like I'm like geez like yeah, if I was a girl, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. One of my friends from the army, his he passed away, but his daughter just uh, joined the college team for wrestling, and I'm kind of, and it's like, you know, you could build from that, yeah. you know, wrestling foundation, and potentially put yourself in, in you know, become a professional fighter. I know Liz Carmouche, she didn't start until she was 26. Yeah, and she's a champion of Bellator. I mean, she's not, and she's. I remember when Liz Carmouche fought uh, Ronda Rousey, and that was like the first time that I seen like, I remember she had Ronda Rousey's back, and she had her, she almost got her with a rear naked choke, and I was like, like that was, and that's when Ronda Rousey, you know, was on top of the mm-hmm. world at that point. So I mean, I've always liked Liz Carmouche, and she also she uh she uh she like she be liking all uh, a few of my posts, you know, saying. She's uh, such a good person. Yeah. I got to, oh, I had the honor to do a podcast with her. She, she, you know, they're rescuing dogs and training, you know, um, service dogs for, yeah. for people with like PTSD and shit. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I love what she's doing. Even uh, Raquel Pennington. Yeah. I like Raquel. Why I don't mean, they? I feel like her and Tisha should get, they don't ever, did they ever go to victory? I'm just, I, I mean, they start, I mean, uh, because I, I don't want to, you know, say anything that's not true. But I, I know my dad did help Raquel in the, in her, you know, beginning part okay. of her, her career. And then Raquel, she moved, she, she, uh, she moved gyms and figured that, she, you know, she'll have a better chance at the gym that she's uh, working at. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I want to say she started at Victory because, I mean, she started with my dad. Yeah. My dad, I mean... I just think like that would be the best. I've I've actually gone to the gyms that they train at, and it's like it's empty. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the only one in here with your coach, and that's it's all. I can't do that. I need yeah. to. Like I mean, I the only time I like to go to the gym, like if I'm alone, is if like one either I'm cutting weight or I'm lifting. But like if I'm like you know want to work on some work on some technique, like obviously I want my coach there, but. Training partners. Yeah, I can't sit there and roll with my dad and think like that's that's gonna be you know I'm good enough. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not gonna be my opponent though. Right. So I mean, like at our gym, we have like a bunch of thirty five. It's funny. It's so funny at my uh, at Victory. There's a bunch of thirty fivers and there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of thirty five twenty fivers. Oh okay. Yeah, so we're all like around the same you know around the same way. We got a couple of like fifty fivers, maybe eighties, but like. Well, the gym is basically predicated off a of 35er. Is, which, is Dylan King a 35er? Yeah, 30, yeah. Dylan. He seems smaller, a little, I mean, than you. A yeah, little bit. 
Uh, <laughs> Dylan, he, he he's funny because he uh, the other day he was telling me he was like uh, we was taking we was taking pictures like after training he was like are we even in the same weight class? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he no. might need to drop down to twenty five. Yeah. Something. No, but actually, Dylan, like he's uh he's one of those guys that like who doesn't who's stronger than what they look. Okay. You know, like uh, I know he works hard. Yeah, I can't remember what fighter is uh what other fight oh Jamal Hill. Like Jamal Hill, he's way stronger than what he looks, and that that's what the a lot of the commentators say. Like Dylan, like he has that. He also has that knockout power. Isn't he like one eighty or what or one seventy? Yeah, uh, UFC. Are we talking about Jamal Hill? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a no. He's a, a light heavyweight. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he's the one that knocked out uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah, and then he just beat uh, Tiago or uh, not Tiago. Um, the dude with the hammer. Yeah, Santos. Yeah, yeah Santos. Tiago. Yeah. Okay, Tiago. yeah. That's impressive because Tiago almost beat John Jones, yeah. in my opinion. And I, Dominic Reyes, I still think Dominic Reyes beat John Jones. But oh, that's yeah. Beside, that's yeah. beside the point. Man. <laughs> that was a close fight. I, that's another thing about John Jones. Like, I can't wait to see like see him fight again. Like, I, it sucks. I would love to see him fight Francis and Ghani. That would just be like. Yeah. I'm just scared that, like, you know, when he gets in a fight and he's not the same, mm-hmm. the same John Jones that we Ruin his legacy. Really, yeah. Maybe. Like, that guy, like, probably, I mean, everybody always says that he's probably the most skillful fighter to ever, like, fight. I know. And, like, just the decisions, man, the decisions that he made, you know, it just sucks. I know. Like, bro, like, you could have really, like, he almost, like, basically just missed his prime. Right. Like, dude, like, you was at the pinnacle of your career, and you just crumbled it up, and you was, like, just threw it behind you and said, nah, I'm cool. Like, how, <laughs> how could you do that? Like, yo, like... All the money that you probably could have, could have made. I'm pretty sure he made a lot of money. Yeah. But how much more money could he have made? Right. How, uh, you know, businesses or sponsorships he could have, or he could have. He was sponsored by Nike. He was like like one of the only fighters sponsored by Nike at one point. Exactly. Like, how do you? I don't know. Like when I think about stuff like that, cocaine is a cocaine is a terrible drug or something like that. When I think about stuff like that, I'm like, you know, that's real. Like that's reality. Like you never know. Like what what's what's going on in other people's mind you know it's like make them go down that path like i wonder like what's the backstory like where did this where did success this... too young it's yeah. kind of like a rock star or whatever and just like he was so he was the youngest ufc champion yeah, in the world like, that that like that that actually makes sense i never actually put that in in consideration like how how like he that stardom much... you know takes over yeah like you see a lot of those guys who like don't know how to deal with all that star power so i mean DC is like John Jones, get your shit together. Yeah, get yeah. back up in here. Feel bad for DC because even on his best day, I just, yeah. I, I just couldn't see that happening. He I cried. Yeah, and I felt bad. <laughs> I love DC. They always get on him about how he cries, but is, like I would have cried too. I man. cry all. I fucking cry like almost every day over stupid shit. Not like just like sweet commercials yeah. or a song or something happens. I'll and, probably, I like I. I'm not a good loser. Like, I'm not a good loser. Like, I feel like it. that's why, like, I don't know. Like, I know everybody loses mm-hmm. at some point in time. I always ask myself, like, yo, like, maybe I'm, like, late at night and I'm just in my bed and I'm just thinking to myself, like, damn, how am I going to react, like, if I take my first loss? Like, how how will that... um Well, you don't want to be a good loser. I mean, they yeah. say, like, show me someone who... It, it, likes lose or whatever like i think cam newton was the one that said that and i'll show you a loser yeah yeah exactly but like 
I just, even when I was in the, like, I used to, you could ask my pops and everything, like, when I was wrestling, uh, club wrestling, like, every time I lose, like, I'll be bawling tears as if, like, the world was ending, like, that, that's or a even positive like, trait, these yeah, damn flies are about to come in here, yeah, like, or even, like, in, uh, football, like, I hated, like, I, because our team, I went to Sierra, our team, for like widefieldy type area yeah 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 okay, i used so to like, live right down there too yeah my like sierra was like we're in, we don't have the best football program we understood that and like every year we like for three years straight we went one and three and like every single year you're sitting there like you feel good like you feel this team is like is where it's supposed to be but then you guys go out and you underperform and it's like you start getting mad you, you see coaches crying you see like i i hated losing i hated that feeling and i think that's where i built that like really started taking losing to to another level like i don't want to be there i don't want to be in that position so i'll do whatever it takes to win like i don't care what it is i'll die i remember i told my teammates i i'll die for this like i'll die like, <laughs> like that's a yeah. great attitude and like today is a great day to die is like yeah, a yeah exactly kind of mentality have you seen The Last Dance that uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't like losing. And I'm just saying, yeah. like, the, the harder you take a loss, I think the more motivation you're going to get to get better. And if you're, if you're kind of just like okay with it, then you're not going to push yourself that much harder to get better. Yeah. And some, you know, some people, a loss will crush them and some people will, it'll take them to that next level yeah but it's also funny too because like when i go into fights like i said i hate losing but when i go into fights like i have i don't know why like it's like it's a different type of feeling like a different type of nervousness like scared like type of feeling like you don't want to like I, almost i don't know if you heard that uh that george st pierre uh saying that Jesus he doesn't like fight night fucking kill that thing yeah, he's all up in Get my the face. Fuck out of here, you psycho! Yeah. But um, <clears throat> like how I normalize myself to make like to make myself feel comfortable when it comes to fight night, that I tell myself like, if I lose, nobody's gonna care. I'll be like, it'll just it'll just pass over, and like I don't know why I tell myself that, but every time I do, it calms you down. It calms me down because I'm like, if I lose, my family's still gonna love me. Mm -hmm. My pops is still going to love me. My teammates are still going to love me. And then after I say, even the best have lost early on in their career. What even were you saying about St. Pierre? Is George St. Pierre, he used to say that, like, he hated fight night. Oh, right, yeah. He hated fight night. Like, he hated, he, the like, stress he, yeah, all. just the stress. Like, even uh, Nick and Nate Diaz, they, they, they don't even, I think they said, like, they don't even, like, tell their, like, family to come to fight. Like, it's. It's like, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's a crazy, like, I love and hate the sport. Like, you love when you're winning, but you hate when you're losing. And it, it's like, I don't even, like, I want to be done with fighting before, I don't even want, want my daughter to see me fight. Like, 30-ish? Yeah, not even, like, like, yeah, probably, like, around that age. Like, I feel like my prime, since I started so early, I feel like I would probably hit my prime a lot faster, mm -hmm. or a lot earlier than what, if I were to start at, like, if I were to start fighting at like 21 or 22. What, a, and we're, we're coming up on time here, but I wanted to ask like, cause we're talking about like losing. Do you visualize winning? Do you do like any kind of visualization? Oh yeah. 
Okay. And like, like I visit, like before I go into fighting, like I think about like the things that I want to do, and I think about like I think about going viral. Nice. Like, what is I like? Yo, that'd be crazy if I came out and just hit this guy with like a Jorge Mazda on knee. Right. Or well, that's, I, but that, I remember that guy like he kicked, got his leg grabbed, and then he did a spinning back. Yeah. Kick. I forget yeah. that guy's name, but that was so. Joaquin Buckley. Yeah. Yeah, like that, like that. I think about stuff like that, and that's like what what also keeps me motivated as well. Like, yo, like let's go, let's go put on a show, let's go prove something. Because a lot of the times we 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 tend to fight, and uh, a lot of guys they go into fights feeling so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable to where that's that's their uh, that's their route to losing. Mm-hmm. Like they don't feel comfortable, so I I go into fights loose. and I'm just like I, I'm loose. Sometimes a lot of people they get on me, but but they're like. Sometimes I like to bait because I know I'm a lot longer than than a lot of the guys. So I like to I like to bait the punches out of the guys. So I like you know going to with a uh, a low defense. So like with my hands down. But when you do that, you have to understand. You have to be reactive. Mm-hmm. You can't do that and be slow. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get hit. And and not only do you gotta get uh, you're gonna get hit. Who knows that may put your lights out. So you gotta understand like if I bait them. You got to set them up because you got to set them up, you know, with, with your punches, you know. But, Dude, yeah, you have a plan. Yeah, you're not exactly. Just, you're not just being lazy. Yeah, you're not just doing this just to, one, you're doing it a little bit to showboat a little bit, but you're also doing it to to get something out of it, get mm-hmm. that reaction out mm-hmm. of them, and then that's when you capitalize on them. But I always, I always visualize winning. Like, there's, I visualize winning just as much as I visualize losing. Because okay. I know both, those are my two options at right. this point. Yeah, I mean, once I step in the cage, I can't be like, no, I'm not. I ain't actually. I don't want to fight no more. I, I gotta stay in there. Like once that cage door locks, it's like, well, what what other what, what other plan do I have? Like there there's, I can't run. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm in here. So if I'm gonna be in here, I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna win. Well, I like the visualizing the winning. I've heard people visualizing losing, and I think there's something to that if it, if it like if you're in a position where you might lose and what you would do in that position to bring you know bring it back around to a victory but like for me in the books i read it's like and you know most people like uh the fuck that the champion he the triple c whatever is oh yeah henry Cejudo. yeah i mean he only he you know he rehearses the walkout and, and like basically, but like, you know, getting your hand raised at the end of the fight. And yeah. I would just, if you're going to do both, like give the winning, you know, that 51%. Yeah. More. That 1% more. Yeah. yeah. Freaking. I mean, I feel, I, the only reason why I do that is because I understand the risk. Yeah. Like I understand that, like I can lose on any, any given night and I can mm-hmm. win on any given night. So I just like to be real with myself. I don't want to go in there and be like, I I never been the cocky type. I've always been like more humble. Like I'm I'm happy I really haven't ran into that fighter who like you know got try to get in my face and stuff like that. Cause I'm really I'm not with that. I'm like I'm just here to fight. And then after I fight, after we fight, and after I win, we can bro like I like hey yo if you want to come shoot down to the gym, come go ahead. Like I I love like building that relationship right. through fights like. Like even my last opponent, like he was, uh, we was after the fights, like we we chatted and stuff like that, and he was like, I would love to come come to Colorado, come you know get some altitude training, which Hell is yeah. which is a great thing. Thank God I I I live in Colorado, 
because going down to Houston, I felt like I can go five five minute rounds. So I was yeah. like, that was cool. But like building these like you know relationships, you know, with, with you get respect for each other exactly. After a fight. Yeah, which is funny because you know you go go into a fight and then. Who knows? You guys are elbowing, kneeing, trying to knock each other's heads off. You're like, oh, bro, come here. Uh, yeah, it's so it. weird. <laughs> I used because I used to get in fights as a kid, and then I would, you know, afterwards for whatever reason, we're friends now. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's I don't know. That's that's just it's respect. Yeah, you exactly. Get, you know, it's like okay, we but we we so that just happened. So yeah. now we move on. Exactly. Now we move on. And grow. We both grew. Grew, and now maybe we yeah we can. Now now be a funny story to tell yeah yeah i mean there's like it's wild the fact that could you imagine that you're a fighter yeah <laughs> the fuck are you getting a cage yeah. and so it's and like the way the universe kind of rearranged itself to push you in that direction yeah and here you are and you're undefeated so, you're yeah first day you had your debut fight and you won again i think i was there no i wasn't no i wasn't that was your probably your last amateur fight when you oh, yeah. won the belt for yeah Colorado Combat Club. Yeah, exactly. Or retain the belt. Yeah. That was a... I mean, I feel like this is like... This was my, my initial calling. It just... Crazy how, like, it came about. Like, and then how it started. Like, this all started off of one thing. And that was COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck COVID. But, like, thank you at the same time. Yeah. Because, it was a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because, like that didn't if, if everything didn't shut down and like because california was shut down so if that didn't happen i'd probably still be i don't know hopefully trying to go to that jake juco yeah going i'd probably be this would actually be my last year at the juco because my plan was to stay two years there yeah. and then and then hopefully get more offers and then transfer so this would have been my last year so i mean crazy how you plan you you plan ahead for your, you know, what what you think life is going to be. And then after that, like, things totally shift. And you you got to be prepared for that. Some people are not, you know, are not prepared for the change. Change. People don't like change. Yeah, people do, do not like change. But me, like, I always like to, I like to plan stuff out. But I also know that things can change at any given moment. You yeah. know, and you just got to prepare for that. And I felt like when that time came, I was well prepared for it. Yeah, and all the work that you put in going for, you know, before that, it kind of brought, it was, you were ready Yeah. for this challenge, so. Yeah, I felt like I was, at times I think to myself and I'm like, damn, like, really, like, maybe I, I was, like, this, this was my true calling, like, I was born for this, like, this is what I was meant to do, and I don't say that to be like, a, you know, in a cliche way, but like, like, people, like, I hear it all the time. Like people understand. Like they tell me, like how how good of an athlete I am, and I'm like, yeah, I I have to sit back and analyze myself because I don't think we we as humans do that enough. We don't really look at ourselves and really appreciate ourselves as much as we as we think we are or as we should. Right. And I'm not saying to do it as in a cocky way, but you know, you can always sit there and just like like I always record. Like I every sparring sparring rounds, I record myself. And I record myself, one, so I can see, you know, the mistakes and or see what I can do better. But two, so I can acknowledge myself like, oh, that was a good jab, Elijah. Nice. Say, yo, that, that, hey, that was actually a nice body shot. Like, you know, I like to try st stuff, uh, new things. So I'm like, okay, I actually like that. Like, I like what I'm, what I'm seeing for myself. So, I mean. You're seeing the growth. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can date back from 
if I were to show you my my first sparring rounds to where I'm at now, oh man, you you would see two different fighters, mm-hmm. and that's what I like to see. Like if I can see myself progress, like that's that's also another win in my eyes. And people like, I think people in in, in this world like. I think you got to see the little things because every all the little things are a win. Like be grateful. Yeah, exactly. For like, your body and your health and exactly, you know exactly. your blessings. Like you should be happy like with, with the things you have cl- accomplished, mm-hmm. and even like even your failures. Like your failures will will help you in in the long run because they'll exploit what you need to work on. Exactly. People need to do like self analysis. We're always yeah. like focusing on other people's shit and like watching some kind of murder mysteries so that we don't have to, you know, focus on ourselves. Yeah. And I yeah. think another thing, I don't mean to cut you no, off, no, no. but I think uh, we're so quick to judge each other yeah. that, that it, it takes away from like, you know, analyzing yourself. Like, how can you sit here and judge somebody who you've never met before, before you look at yourself in the Damn, mirror? Damn, exactly. Yeah, like, hold on, judge hold on. yourself. Yeah, yeah like, like, hold on, pump, pump, pump your brakes a little bit. Like, understand, like, we're, I mean, we're, we're all different and the same at the same time. Yeah. Like, we're different people. So similar. Yeah. But Way we, more but, similar. Yeah, but yeah. we make the same, we, we make the same, you know, um, the same decisions. Like, we all mess up in the same way. We all made, like the same mistakes and we all you know we're we're all learning human beings you know we're all growing so i mean i i that, that, that's my number one thing like always analyze yourself before you judge somebody else Ooh, hold on dang hold on that, that was a bar put that on yeah clip. hold on that was a bar right there <laughs> uh yeah, and like judge not lest thou be judged. I try not to judge other people because yeah, like you. Don't said, get me wrong. I see stuff crazy, of crazy stuff, and I'll be like, "Yo, that was like, <laughs> what an idiot." Yeah, whatever. like, but whatever. That's that's your life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it. That's that's the number one. I'm pretty. I'm I'm most critical of myself. Yeah, in a I, weird way. I I would say the same thing too. Yeah. Like I really like I really look at myself like okay. I know I can be better, or I know I can do something a little different, or like I'm. I'm always looking at myself to be a better person, a better athlete, a better father. You know, we're always looking to be better, you know, mm-hmm. in life. And we can always achieve that. You know, it's just, we just got to do it. Yeah, and just keep keep working at it. And, you know, when we do, when you do stop and take that moment to appreciate all as far as you've come and you have that moment, and but then it's back to work. Yeah, exactly. I, that's, that's like an... Uh, one of the craziest things, like when it comes to fighting, like you, you, you go out there and fight, and then you're right back in the gym. It never ends. Yeah, it never ends. Constant progression. It's like that one fight last, last what maybe max nine a uh, max, not nine, fi- uh, fifteen minutes if you're a pro. Maybe twenty five if you're going five five minute rounds. But after that fight, it's over with. It's done. It's in the past now. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? Elijah Smith, ladies and gentlemen, this has been awesome. This was uh, that went by really fast. We actually went over, but I like it because yeah. we were like in yeah in a. I actually liked it. The, the vibe was was there. Like it, yeah, we when you get yeah when you get into those deep conversations, it's like time goes by like that. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, and it's unfortunate. I'm just I'm not there. You yeah, know? like and I'm just like kind of 
hoping that the other person carries it, which you did also, but it was, it was like a back and forth and that was really fun. Yeah, that was, I, I enjoyed myself. I appreciate you I coming. Pre- I appreciate you having me. All right. And also having the little man here. He's taking yeah. a nap now. <laughs> yeah. I, I all I, the mess he made. <laughs> he's perfectly fine. Well, um, I know you have like, you can follow him. Shakur to bag. Yeah. Shakur to bag. O2. Yes, sir. S H A K U R D A B A G O two on IG. Do you have I'm a not... YouTube channel or anything? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, it's under the same thing, the same name. Perfect. Um I'm not too big in Twitter, so I don't have Twitter. But I'm really big in IG, my Facebook. I post everything on my IG that I that I post goes straight to my Facebook. If you want to follow me on Facebook, it's Elijah Smith. And yeah, you can see it behind the scenes. Yeah. I, I see him playing flag football, which you're going to go do here yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Get active. I love to stay active, you know, because flag football is one of those things. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, obviously, I'm not getting paid for this. You're having so, fun. Yeah, I like to go, I'll go out and have fun. Granted, there's those guys that, like, you know, are really all about it. But I'm like, whatever. Like, I, I enjoy it. I love football. So that's, like, one thing. I love fighting, my family, football, and music like those like three those, f's and an m yeah exactly like those are those are my those are my go-to things right on man well i love doing this and i really appreciate you coming here and taking time out of your day coming up to woodland park and i will we'll be this will probably come out in the next few days yeah yeah Sounds all right good. all right thank you everyone for joining this was great gilbert smith i know you're watching and uh we'll see you next time yes sir peace Oof.